I'm just going to test it. Blah, blah. Sure <laughs> Thank you for not believing in me. Off in the midst of nothingness and unknowing. Follow the compass light my heart is showing. I guess you've probably been around. I've been the one not recording. Anyways, welcome back. My name is Kaylin Otto, and I run a travel blog online, wanderwoman.online, this podcast. And yeah, that's what you're listening to. So last time I left you off, I was in Los Angeles working on an organic farm in California. And after that, I went to Las Vegas for a week, a little bit over a week, and I was couch surfing there, and I did some awesome hikes with a friend that I met there, Patrick. I love you, Patrick. Thank you. I had the best time with you, and after that, I took a road trip with four people that I had met in LA from France, and we didn't know what we were doing or where we were going, but we went to Utah in Arizona, and we went to the Grand Canyon, Zion National Park, and Antelope Canyon and we figured out what we were doing each day during the day and where we were going to stay each night a couple hours beforehand. So definitely look for that in the future. I will be sharing with you how you can do these trips on a budget or how you can do them with no money. And I will be sharing with you all my experiences and the awesome lessons that I've learned. So I'm thankful that I had the problem of not being able to put any content together because that means I was doing things. But it is also nice to sit back and really have a break. So after I took the road trip to the Grand Canyon and all that stuff, I went back to Las Vegas for a couple nights um, before road tripping to Arizona. That's another story. And I met this awesome person at a hostel. And I went into the room, and I booked a room at the hostel that said females only. You know, that's another subject for another day. But so I knew that it would be femme folks in there, and... I felt really comfortable with that, and it felt really, really nice, and I started talking to this one person in there, and we just clicked just like that. We bonded. We hit it off, and we started sharing our experiences, and one of those was about sexual harassment, so that will be the topic this week, so we will be talking about that and different experiences related to that, so if you're sensitive to this issue, which I guess we probably all are to some degree, but... If there's trigger words that you know you don't want to listen to or think about right now, then feel free to shut this off, save it for another date, um, or continue listening. It doesn't really get too graphic, but I just want to throw that out there for anyone who's listening who just might not want to think about that right now. So we're talking about issues around that topic and sexuality and different things like that. I also wanted to say that every time I start talking about this issue, because I feel like I've experienced sexual harassment more and more lately. Masculine folks get really mad at me. I've been told that I'm a man-hater, that like I'm a Nazi feminist, all, the, all these different ridiculous things. And the truth of it is, is that 
anything can happen to any of us, anywhere at any time, no matter our bodies, our genders, our experiences, anything like that. And I know that it just doesn't happen to femme folks, but I am taking up this room in this space to talk about my experiences and give other femme folks a platform to talk about their experiences. So if that is going to make you angry listening to that, then maybe once again, just don't listen to this episode. But I really encourage you to so that we can all have a better rounded understanding of each other and what we're going through. So like I said, I know it can happen to anyone, anywhere, but I'm using this space to talk about femme experiences And this week is someone else's, but next week or sometime in the future, it will be my own, and I'll be sharing that with you. So if you're hanging in there, thank you for listening. I think this is a really important discussion to talk about, and I'm so glad that I created a space where I can do this. So after listening to this episode, if you would like to share, if you have any comments or questions, please feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me at wanderwomanonline at gmail.com. I'll post that in the podcast description along with other things. And just tell me what you think about this issue because I really want to create a safe space where we can all share. So I'm going to get right into the interview, but I just wanted to say keep your eyes open for new blog posts and different things like that because I'm finally putting content together and I'm really, really excited to share that with you. All right, let's get started. Just kidding. There's one more thing I wanted to say before we head into this interview is that I am learning every day all the time and I know that things that I say and think are going to be problematic and I'm definitely trying to work on those. So if you ever want to point something out that I say, I am definitely open to hear that. Um, but we're all here in this community so that we can work on being better and understanding each other more. So like I said, I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. I am just sharing my experience. And one of the things that I wanted to point out that we said in this following interview was that we were talking about moving freely in bodies and we use the word physical disabilities and I want to go over and change that into different abilities and make sure that that is very clear when I listen back on things sometimes I'm like ooh, no that's that's not what I thought what I meant or what I wanted to say so just going back already <laughs> fixing some of my things that um, are very po- problematic That is one thing I wanted to point out. All right, now let's actually get into the interview. Okay. Are you ready? I am indeed. Okay. Just exit out of that just to make sure that we're recording past the fourth bar. Yes. Yes, we're doing good? Cool. Okay. We're in business. All right. So thank you so much for letting me interview you. That is okay. (laughs) I'm really excited. Can you please tell us your name? And I haven't done this on the last episodes, but I'm going to start doing it and tell us which pronouns you prefer. Yep. So my name is Davina and my pronouns are she and her. Okay, perfect. Now that we can get started. So right now we're at a hostel in Las Vegas. Mm. Um, and I think it's kind of funny for both of us because we're both like, ew, let's run away from Las Vegas Yeah, and sit in the hostel. <laughs> and then we ended up in the same room, which was really exciting because yeah. first it was like the general questions like, where have you been? What are you doing? And then we had a really good conversation. And 
within an hour, I was like, can I please interview you for this podcast? <laughs> yeah. I think within 30 minutes, we, like, followed each other on social media. I know. You would taken a few photos of me. Yeah. <laughs> holding a knife in my mouth. Oh, yes. And that is good because that... It's um, a real good bonding experience. That is yeah. a good bonding experience. Maybe I'll put that photo for, like, the main page of this podcast so <laughs> that people can see that with all the weapons in it. But the good thing today is we're going to talk about... Why we even started talking about that and why we took that photo in the first place. Why I have all these weapons on me. And we're going to talk about um, sexual harassment and different experiences that we have with gender and how we look and different things like that and how it affects us as we move through the world. So that's super exciting. But before we do that, I wanted to ask you a couple questions just so people can get to know you better. So what words do you identify most with? Mm. Just to describe yourself or you feel that you really embody these words. Anything, anything that you'd like to share? I guess the way that I, like the words that I use to describe myself are like queer woman of colour because I use that a lot to kind of explain my identity. Um, but another few words that I reckon that, that I um, like resonate with is a bad bitch and also <laughs> family disappointment. <I> that. <laughs> family disappointment. I saw that on your there's, Instagram. Yeah, there's um, a few ways that I like to look at myself. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I love myself. Sometimes I just sit in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, there are so many words that I kind of resonate with, but I guess that those um, ones are the, like what I like, how I like to describe myself. Okay, yeah. perfect. I like the first one. That's great. I think that's the best answer that I've had so far, <laughs> asking those questions. That's beautiful. And so those are some words that you, but how would your friends describe your personality, do you think, um, if I was asking their friends about you? I guess it depends on who you ask. Some Ooh, of them would okay. say that I'm annoying. Um, others would say that I'm friendly and funny. Yeah. Um, charming. A little bit dorky, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mostly you'd get some negatives, I think. <laughs> no. Um, good banter is another one. I think. What is say. it? Good banter. Maybe I just don't know what the word banter means. Okay, Does that like, mean, like, talk and make yeah, noise? Yeah, like, okay. kind of, like, you can, like, you know, there's, like, sarcasm. There's like okay, okay, yes. Insults, but they're, like, friendly. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Oh, I think I do know what that word yeah. means. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I like that. And then how would you describe your personality? Would you use the same words or would you kind of use different words? I know you told me words you identified with but yeah. for your personality. Yeah, I guess I do my, see myself as somebody that's, like, kind of friendly, dorky, um, yeah, I've been described as cool before, just related yeah. to that last question. Um, but I wouldn't describe myself as that. I'd describe myself as like relatable. Relatable, I can okay. Relate yeah. to other people, yeah. which is why I get along with yeah, uh, wide audiences. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, I would definitely say you're cool mm. and relatable. <laughs> Both things. Very, very like easy yeah. to talk to and share experience and things like that. Yeah. So I can see why they'd say that. Thank you. Yes, of course. So we met here, and of course, like I told you, this is a travel podcast, so I talk a little bit about travel, but I talk more about people I've met during travel, but can you just give me like a quick overview of your travel plans and what you're kind of doing? Yeah, sure. So um, I decided that I was going to spend three and a half months traveling North America. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know what detail you want me to go into, but I'm going to go into all of it. <laughs> do it, do it. Um so, so far, I've started up in Vancouver in Canada, Okay. went to Portland, flew to Austin, mm -hmm. drove to Dallas, Houston, um, 
drove to New Orleans, mm-hmm. took a flight to um, Las Vegas, which is where I am now. Um, after this, I'm going to head to Sacramento, okay. um, San Francisco, LA, San Diego, do a little bit in Tijuana, yeah. and then um, DC and New York. So I'm kind of flying all over the place, so I'm just zigzagging across the country. Yeah. yeah. Did you plan this before you came? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, I tried to, like, be a free spirit and not book anything, but my anxiety got in the way. And also, like, limited funds and if you book earlier. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm meeting people along the way. Yeah. Um, so I have set dates, and then once I figured out what, Cities I wanted to go to, I could figure out, like, roughly, yeah, yeah, when I was going to leave each city. Okay, so, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And did you kind of have a, this is a real, I, I kind of dislike when people ask this question almost, because it's hard to answer, but did you have a reason that you came and traveled, like, a very specific one, or what were your motivations? Um, I quit everything and was going to move to a different state. Dang! Yeah. Okay. So, I, it's, it's, it, well, it, yeah, I was, like... I moved states originally, and then I quit my job and was going to move back to where I started off in Sydney, where I grew up. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I don't even think we talked about that. Yeah. You grew up in Sydney, <laughs> yeah. Australia. Yeah, we went straight into, like, <laughs> yeah. feelings. We were like, yeah. go, go, go. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so I grew up in Sydney, moved to Melbourne, worked there for a little bit, um, yeah, for over a year, and then decided that I wanted to go back to Sydney and study. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I decided to quit my job, um, thought... If I'm going to do that while I have no responsibilities, yeah, may as well travel. Um, right. And the visa in the USA is, uh, sorry, the uh, maximum that I can stay without a visa is three months. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get right. exactly ninety days. Nice. Yeah, I'm milking it for all of it. Everything. Yeah. Get everything. Everything. So cool. Well, some things we're going to talk about today are some of your experiences that you've had traveling. And have you traveled alone a lot before this? Um. I guess I, I've spent a considerable amount of time in India mm-hmm. where I was traveling with a group of people and we were like kind of like living um, in Bangalore, but for a lot of it, I was alone. I was mm-hmm. off like doing my own thing. I wouldn't count it as traveling alone, but a lot of my memories have like are of me like being alone. And, like Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. You've but had this is, experience. Yeah. This is my first time. Um, actually like being fully alone ex- like excluding like when I meet up with people yeah, yeah um but for a majority of it yes I'm gonna be alone. okay sweet so you've had different experiences and I've definitely had different experiences and when we first started talking we were laughing because you saw that I had a stun gun a knife yeah um mace and a rape whistle and it might sound like a lot but I was telling you about some experiences of sexual harassment uh, that I've experienced, and then you told me about yours. So I really just want to do this thing, either in interviews or podcasts or um, writing or videos, where I interview different femme folks and hear their experiences and what they've gone through so that we can actually, like we said, make it a conversation, something that we can talk about, and then hopefully start to change it. Because I, do, I don't really feel like it's something we talk about that much. We mm. kind of tiptoe around it a little bit. So to first start off, do you want to tell me some of your experiences that you've had traveling alone that you feel like you've experienced because um, of the way you look? 
you know, being perceived as very feminine or being a woman or different things like that. Because we talked about this too also, that definitely sexual harassment and different things like that can happen to anyone, anywhere, anytime, no matter your gender. It doesn't matter. It can happen to anyone. But it does statistically happen more often to femme folks and um, people that identify as women or we perceive as women. It definitely, I think that they're an easier target for that. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. So you were telling me about one experience you had with a masculine person at a hostel. Mm. Would you like to share more about that? Yeah. So I guess what opened up the entire discussion was um, I was talking about this man that I had met in a hostel in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. um, And he came up to me, was very nice, made me pasta. (laughs) <laughs> and I just thought that he was, you know, being a friendly guy. Just wanted to be my friend, wanted yeah. to cook me dinner. Um, but then he kept trying to kiss me, kept trying to hook up with me. Um, it got to the point where he grabbed my face um, and, like, overpowered me. Yeah. And, um, like, tried to force open my mouth with his tongue. It was, yeah, just like um, – and in that moment, I felt very vulnerable. And then, um, yeah, afterward – um, he would kind of make comments about my sexuality. Yeah. Um, he would, yeah, just say really homophobic things right. because I'm queer, would say really homophobic things to me as well and to people around me. Um, and it made me very highly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually he was like, he got into fights, got arrested because he was harassing women in a bar um, and was kicked out of the hostel Um, but it's just, I feel like it's just not something that we talk about enough. The fact that you travel around and you meet really cool people, really amazing people. Um, but you also meet some people that like do definitely like get you drunk and try and take advantage of you. Right. Making you pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Different things like that. So what did that situation look like? Because I know that some people have been there and they haven't. So first you're just hanging out, talking to someone, you know, they're making you pasta and it's friendly. How does it go from that? to like what literally physically happens or like that energy shift where you're like, uh Oh, this feels kind of unsafe. Like, yeah. is it body language? Is it things that they say? What kind of happened there? In this particular situation, um, I kind of got the feeling that he was trying to flirt with me when he poured me a glass of wine and he like, just the way that he looked at me. Yeah. I was like, I think he's trying to flirt with me, but I thought surely not. Like this is just me getting into my head because he must know just because I'm very like, you look at me, like I feel that people look at me and they can tell that I'm like queer. I like wear button-ups. I like have really short hair. Yeah. I, um, you know, wear sneakers around. Like I fit a stereotype. Yeah. You know? So I, yeah, just thought that he would have seen that. Um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, that's okay. <laughs> so he started, yeah. like, you thought he yeah, was flirting like, with you? Yeah, I thought he was flirting with me. We're going to cut that out, by the way. <laughs> um, I thought he was flirting with me. Um, yeah, I got the feeling that he was flirting with me. It was unconfirmed until he just, like, reached over and put his arm around me. Yeah. Um, 
to which I moved away and then he grabbed my hand to which I moved away and then things like that. It just kind of like progressed yeah. further and further and further until there was a very clear line where that was crossed. Um, even though I kept saying, I'm in a relationship, I'm gay, I'm a partner, right. blah, blah, blah. Um, all these different things. So you're yeah. clearly like, as if the body movement of moving away isn't yeah. enough to say no. Yeah. But you're also like, no. Yeah. And I think that with a situation like that, when you're like in a situation where you feel not comfortable, but you like, you perceive the person as like a friend or like a friendly figure. Yeah. It kind of, I feel like a lot of people don't want to go, hey, you make me feel uncomfortable right. because they don't want to be seen as a person that overreacts. Right. You right. know? And then I think in that situation, I didn't want to say, Hey, no, stop it. You are crossing the boundary by putting your arm around me because you could have easily gone, I'm just being friendly. Right. Why are you so stuck up? Right. You know, stuff like that. Things that you get usually, um, yeah, it's like, it's just, yeah. Things that like people use to, belittle you you know right yeah right to take away from your experience yeah, exactly i've definitely noticed that a lot because people be like i'll talk about a situation well why didn't you you know clearly say no why didn't you react in this way and when you're in the moment um there's so many different things that you're thinking like this person could overpower me this person could take this the wrong way like there's so mm. many different things so i think that's a really yeah. good example of that and also I wanted to be friendly with him because he was sitting, he was sleeping in the bunk above mine. Right. So I couldn't exactly, yeah, make him angry because if I did, he would be sleeping in my room. Right. And I was like, if I'm asleep, will he, what like, will he do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it was easily resolved by the hostel staff. I like, as soon as the, the line was crossed, I went back to the hostel told the reception about yeah. it and then they like switched him from my room and then eventually kicked him out um when he went to jail yes okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's just yeah. It's, it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot it's yeah. a lot yeah there's what always you... a lot going through your mind when something yeah happens. what were you what was going through your mind especially when he tried to like pry, pry your mouth open um it took a while to react because I was confused. Yeah. Yeah, because I – it had been a while where I was – yeah, it, yeah, I was just confused because I'd made it very clear from the beginning where I stood. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though there was this big lead-up to it, it was still – there was a sore moment of, wow, is this happening – okay, this is happening, now I need to address the situation. Right. Um, and that involved me, like, trying to, like, take him off of me, which eventually he did, but, um, yeah, eventually he, like, let go of me, but it was, yeah, just, yeah. Um, I was reading a yeah. statistic before where um, a majority of, like, you know, the sexual, like, harassment and assault comes from somebody that you know and, like, yeah. you feel comfortable with and not just like a stranger on the street. Right. You know? yeah. That's where I've experienced it yeah. most, mm. definitely. Besides getting catcalled on the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we did once when we were walking today. I don't know if you heard that person. Yeah, I did. Walk by us. Yeah. Okay, mm. yeah. Which yeah. is definitely common in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh, um, I actually remember thinking, 
thank God they have the mace around. Yeah, them. I had mace with yeah. me when we were walking too. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna hold this in my hand just in case because yeah. it's getting like a little late and it's dark outside. And that's another thing that we were talking about is that um, there are some people that just move through this world and they don't really have to think about that as much. Mm. Every time we step outside at night, I have to think, I'm carrying my mace with me. I have to ask, is it okay for me to walk to this gas station? Is this a like safe place for me to go? And I know that we all have different experiences and different privileges. And so mine is different from yours. It's different from someone else's. But I definitely feel like femmes have to worry about that so much more. What were you telling me where um, we were talking about someone? Oh, the person at the hostel mm. that ran the hostel. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. The person that worked at reception. Um, I had told her about how um, so many people had gone up to me, so many like men had gone up to me and said, you need to be safe in New Orleans because it's a dangerous place. Um, and then, yeah, they would tell me stories that happened to them. And I went up to my, um, I went to up to the person that worked at reception, told her about this and asked her, like, am I safe walking around on the street? Um, and she said to me that, you know, she doesn't agree with men telling, um, you know, like feminine people um, to be careful with that or that, like, you know, something is dangerous Yeah. Um, in regards to their experience because um, the boys that I was talking to was being reckless. Like one was roofied because he's, he left his um, drink out. Mm-hmm. Um, another person would get really drunk and would get into fights. Another person got into a random person's car. Um, and she was like, how many people do you know would actually do that? Like, yeah. how many, yeah, like, feminine people do you know would actually do that? And I think that it's because we are taught from such a young age to be careful and that, right. you know, the world is, like, a dangerous place, especially if you're, like, people like us, yeah. you know, and that there are certain precautions that we need to look out for, you know. When I get dressed in the morning, I think about it, like, how will the world perceive me? Like, am I dressing in a way that people right. will, like, look at me and talk to me? And even if I feel like I'm not doing that, like, walking down the road today with you, yeah. like, somebody catcalled us. Um, even though we were, you know, not dressed in a way that was seen, that could be seen as provocative. Right, right. Um, yeah, I was wearing the exact same thing going to the supermarket it was right. broad daylight. Um, it was a 30-minute walk, and I got catcalled three times. Right, right, once yeah. every 10 minutes. Um, and the thing about this discussion is that we shouldn't have to, like, going worry to the supermarket, we shouldn't right. have to worry about what we're wearing. Right. We shouldn't, yeah, we should be able to, like, feel safe. Um, but unfortunately, we're not. That's not in the case. so many situations. Right. Um, but, yeah, and then, yeah, so... And I completely, yeah, I completely agreed with her sentiment. But I was like, yeah, like, things that they're warning me not to do, I would never do in the first place. Right. So why should I feel like I need to take extra precautions when here, when the... Because we're already doing like, that every day. Exactly. Every single day. Every single day. Yeah. And, and it's, it's something that, like, like, you know, masculine people don't really get because they don't have to think about that right no 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 and I'm sure there's some situations obviously where they feel uncomfortable or Mm -hmm. they can be vulnerable too but even today like I don't know if you noticed when I came in the room so I'm just wearing these like swishy pants and at first I was wearing a crop top 
which is like a cami with no bra on because I just don't really wear bras. And I want to just be able to walk out in the street in that. (laughs) But when I go to the store, I change because I feel like I'm more easily targeted if I'm wearing that than if I'm a little more covered up in like a v-neck shirt. Like I honestly feel like I have a higher chance of being sexually assaulted or I'm going to be catcalled more or something like that if I wear that different shirt, Mm. which is so ridiculous to me. Like, it still blows my mind that I really have to worry about that because that should not be a thing at all. You hear it all the time when people are like, oh, she was asking for it because she was wearing this. Yeah. How I dress and what I wear, it doesn't at all affect my ability to consent. Yes, Yes. You know, like no matter what I'm doing, I still have my ability to consent. And unfortunately, like people try and like strip others of that. Right. Um, and the unfortunate thing about thing about catcalling is that, you know, you're just trying to mind your own business. Suddenly you're sexualized and made to feel like a piece of meat. Yeah. And then you feel uncomfortable in your body, which right. is such a shame because in this world, like the one thing that you can count on, the one thing that you have full control control over of, like, you know, um, yeah, that most people have full control over of is the body that they occupy right and to yeah have like your consent removed and to feel uncomfortable in that is such a disgusting scary yeah that you have to put up with like so often right right and that's the last episode I was just talking about and I told you a little bit is how when I was arrested at SeaWorld that was the weirdest feeling for me not having control of my body being picked up put down you know, tied to something and not being able to move my hands. For me, that's a huge thing. Like, I'm very physical how Mm. I move around. And it is. It's such a gross feeling. Mm. Like, not having that control over your body or feeling like you don't or just being sexualized all the time. And you're like, hello, like, I'm in here. Yeah. It's That's not everything that's here. And this is, like, us as people, like, you know, able-bodied people without any, like, physical disabilities or, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, or just so different just, abilities. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I like went on a train of thought and I was like, no. that's okay. Like, oh. No worries and about it. I was it. like, that's fine. We can edit that out. Yeah. Are there any other stories that you thought of that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I think I mentioned before to you that when I went to India, even though I was traveling with a group of people, so many people warned me. Um, to be careful in India, mm-hmm. um, even though, you know, I've received so much more sexual harassment in America. Um, but there was this one time, yeah, traveling around in India where um, I was left alone with a man who, yeah, just, like, came up behind me and was, like, very, like, sexually aggressive. Um, and I think that, yeah, it's just it's an interesting thing to have to think about where it's like, now I can't be alone in a room yeah, because otherwise I'm going to have to deal with this possibility. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's something that like does like scare you for a moment, especially when you're traveling alone Mm -hmm. because you're like, where am I safe? Right. No, that's, I'm so thankful here at this hostel that I saw it was like, all females or whatever room Mm. and I was like yes I'm going to go in that room because I feel like I can let my guard down a little bit yeah and every time someone walks up behind me I'm not like ah please don't touch me or you know what I mean Mm. different things like that it is it starts to be a weird question is where am I safe 
where am I completely safe, where I can just let my guard down and not have to worry about these things. And then with that said, it's also like safety also relies with the hostel staff where I was incredibly fortunate um, in New Orleans where the people that worked at the hostel were dedicated to making sure that everybody was feeling safe. Yeah, Um, that's amazing. And they were also like super progressive and they understood where I was coming from and they were like, yeah, no, this this man had crossed the line. Right. Um, But yeah, I was just thinking about if I were in a different hostel and they had said to me like, you're just overreacting. Yeah. You know. Which is very often people's experiences. mm, Very often the case. Then I would have, it would have been a completely different story. Right. Mm. Completely different story. With all that being said, how do you think that your physical appearance, um, just, you know, looking more feminine and being queer, how do you think that's affected your experience? Um, So. With all these situations. mm. So I recently cut my hair short um, and I thought that when I cut my hair short because I fit more into the, you know, queer girl stereotype um, that people would leave me alone. I even posted an Instagram about it, um, about how I'm sad that I can't get free drinks in a club now, but at least boys will leave me alone. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) Um, And then after the the man in the hostel – my friends commented on it and was like, this caption was so wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. real. Um, but no, I found that I still get catcalled, if not surprisingly more. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I think it's because I look a little bit more attractive with my hair cut up, um, yeah. like cut short. Um, but yeah, people just seem to ignore that and just seem to cat call me anyway like right. right after I got my hair cut short I was walking down the road and this man shouted out to me like hey can I get your number you look sexy you know saying all of that and he went if you don't give me your number I'm going to cry and I looked at him and went good yes. <laughs> yeah like, I love making people cry <laughs> yeah. it's my hobby yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to do it at least 10 times a day yeah. otherwise I've not lived a full day <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just another one for the list. Um, so, yeah, I thought that it would make it stop or at least, yeah. Slow it down slow a little bit. Slow it down a little bit. But if not, I've experienced more. Um, but I also found that being queer, um, yeah, I found that being queer has made it a little bit more difficult because people – like men don't respect that yeah um with the man that I was talking about earlier in New Orleans um he kept like I'm in a relationship um and he kept ignoring that and kept saying well you know like you need to have sex with a guy you know yeah. you need to have sex with a penis you know otherwise you're still a virgin um stuff like that and I feel if I had turned to him and said actually I'm in a relationship with a guy yeah he would have respected that right um which is unfortunate because it's like I feel like people see like as soon as you tell them that you're in a relationship with a guy they're like oh like I can respect this it's legitimate yeah it's legitimate but as soon as you're in a relationship with somebody else with like yeah a different gender then they're like well 
That doesn't really? count. Yeah, they <laughs> haven't been with me though. Right. Yeah. If it's so not they that. just haven't been like coming out. I heard this a lot. Like you just haven't been with the right guy yet. Yeah. Like, no. Uh, <laughs> how do you respond to that? Um, God, it's been so long since somebody said that to me. But yeah, I just. God, if somebody said that to me, I wouldn't even know how to respond. I think I'd just laugh. Yeah. yeah, because I've been out for so long now that all of that is just kind of, yeah, nobody ever says that to me now. Right. No, maybe it's because I hang around a different crowd, actually. Yeah, and you yeah. don't get those type of comments. Um, but I guess I'd just say, look, I've been with a few. <laughs> really didn't work out for me, sorry. <laughs> like, I'm going to trust the majority here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to go and stick yeah. with this. Mm. Oh, Another comment that, that man said was um, – like, how do you two have sex if there's no penis involved? Um, to which I just replied, look, if you can't make somebody, like, orgasm without the use of your penis, you are not doing it right. Yeah. You're having very bad sex. <laughs> You're like, you need yeah. to figure out how to do it exactly. otherwise. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a really good response. Thing. Keep that up here. <laughs> that's a really good one. So what would you say to people who don't have to experience this, you know, having to proceed with caution all the time, watching – I know we don't have to proceed with caution. We don't have to watch what we wear, but we do for our safety. How, what would you say to someone who doesn't have to experience this all the time to make this easier um, for everybody, to make everyone feel more safe and everyone feel more comfortable? I think that, yeah, I would say you just need to – Look, put yourself, sorry, let's start again. <laughs> I would say to them that you just need to put yourself in the other person's shoes mm-hmm. and just think about how your actions affect other people. Like really, really simple, like bare minimum, the basic human decency stuff. You yeah. know, just think about how your actions affect other people. Um, and I think that, you know, before doing something and before saying something if you think about that um then you know you would hold yourself back and say hey maybe I'm making this person feel uncomfortable hey if I say this they're going to be upset maybe I shouldn't say that yeah and I think that that's the first step having that like empathy and being able to yeah just empathize with others um and also if you do say something that's problematic, because we all do, if you do say something right. that's like rude or mean or you act on impulse and then realize soon afterward or like a long time afterward that that was not okay, I think that also, you know, if the other person allows saying sorry and like owning up to be mm-hmm. up to it and being accountable for your actions and for your words yeah. is also super important. Yeah. Um, because I know with myself, like there are things that I say um, and do where I look back on it or somebody points it out to me in hindsight and um, yet yeah, somebody points it out to me afterward and I go, hey, yeah, I That's wasn't right. acting in the best behavior. I wasn't saying the right things. Right. Um, and I'm sorry for that and I'll try my best not to do that again. Right. And I think that that is just, yeah, it's so important to be accountable. Yes. For what you say and do. Yes, that's perfect. And also, I'd like to add to that because I just thought of this, is consent. Always just asking for consent. Yeah, it's so, so important. And there's, like, also this whole topic that revolves around consent because asking for consent is 
like, you know, one thing, but also recognizing that after you ask for consent, consent isn't ongoing. Like, you need to, like, somebody can retract that. Yes. You know? And, like, it's something that, yeah, they can give and take at any point in time. Any point. respect that. Right. Okay, that's perfect. Good. Hopefully, you know, we'll all think about this a little more and then we can act in better ways. Because I know definitely there's times, too, where I'm like, ah, I don't know, the line's blurry, but I've just learned that you just need to ask. Ask for consent so that we're not in these situations where we're like, I'm really hurt and I didn't express that to you or I feel uncomfortable or different things like that. Good. Thank you for that. That was really good. I just have a couple more questions for you. Um... So you're traveling alone right now, and you're meeting up with people. Do you feel safe traveling alone? And is there any advice that you'd want to give to femmes traveling alone as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, with all of that being said, I do feel safe traveling alone. Um, and I think it's like, you know, because of what I said before, I do – there are precautions that I take, um, and I am – highly aware of my surrounding, especially when it's nighttime, mm-hmm. um, especially when I'm, yeah, not in a group of people. Um, and I try to, when I'm drunk, like I try to be aware of like my surroundings, but you know, because I'm, because there are like, you know, there is like alcohol in my body. I'm like not as aware as usual. Yeah. Um, but for most part, yeah, I do feel safe because I'm being aware of my surroundings that I am taking those precautions um sorry there was a second part to that um just any tips you would give anyone who's traveling alone um I would say whilst you are traveling alone you also will be meeting other people um and that it's good to like get out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. meet other people um you know whether it be in your hostel like in a bar stuff like that yeah just go out and meet other people because one, it's a really good way to have fun um, and just hear other people's experiences and stories. And also yeah. two, it gives you other people to travel with so then you can be safer because mm-hmm. it's always safer in a group and also, yeah, have more fun. Um, and I guess I don't do this. Oh, yeah, wait, sorry. If you do go out alone – um, don't get too drunk only because you are less aware of your surroundings yeah. and it's always good to be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, and always just remember if you meet some weird people that you feel uncomfortable with and you want to get out of the situation, remove yourself from the situation. Yeah, ASAP. Yeah, exactly. It's always better to... Um, go back home and make sure that you're safe than to find yourself in, like, an awkward or awful situation. Right. I know some people are like, this is, um, I might hurt their feelings or I feel uncomfortable saying no. Just do it. Exactly. There's been times where that I've done that and I just remove myself from the situation and later I'm like, thank goodness, because that could have gone really wrong. Mm. And then, like, I used to have this mantra where it was like, always say yes when the opportunity comes around, but also in brackets, always say yes only if it's safe. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, because, yeah, when you're traveling around by yourself, um, yeah, if you, like, what if something happens to you and you're yeah. by yourself? Cool. Here's another one. Always tell your family and friends where you are. Yeah. I do that in. a lot. And if you don't check in, 
now my something's up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they can track you down and find you. My mom would be so good at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a very good tip. Yeah, my um sisters, no, oh my god, my sisters would be really worried, but my best friend Katie would fly into the country and would <laughs> <laughs> knock on the president's door and get him to personally <laughs> come find you. Yeah, search every single hostel. That is yeah. dedicated. That's good. Yeah. True love. I love it. it. Um, there's no love truer than the bond between friends. Oh, <laughs> it sounds like I just opened up a Hallmark card. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a and picture. And you can find that in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> For five ninety nine. Sales pitch right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Is there anything else that you would like to add that you've been thinking of or you'd like to share? Um, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have fun (laughs) Um, you can't see my face but as soon as they said that like there was this look of shock like uh shoot (laughs) is there anything (laughs) is there anything else do you have like social media or anything where people can follow you yeah if you want them to yeah you can follow me um on Twitter at Divi Dogs, D I V Y D O G S. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my Twitter is composed mostly of. Yeah, sorry, wait, let me rephrase that. My Twitter um, has mostly jokes, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but I also do post a lot of political stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and also, I retweet a lot. All right. Because I think that an important part of being an ally is knowing when to speak out. Yeah. Um, but also knowing when to shut up and elevate the voices of others. Right. Yeah. Because I love that. whilst you do have your experiences, you don't know every you don't like you don't know everything. Right. So that's why we're really, having this conversation. Exactly. Yeah. It's really important to be quiet and let other people. Um, speak so I retweet a lot so be on the lookout for the retweets because I uh I realized I was going through my um Twitter recently and realized that I hadn't actually posted anything in a very long time it was just me like retweeting every single day um oh a lot of selfies (laughs) the best content on the internet (laughs) see we share wisdom and selfies yeah millennials (laughs) right wisdom and selfies (laughs) that should be my new bio Yes, I made the bio. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you so much. That was really great. I'm glad that we started this conversation. And I'm sure I'll do more follow-up podcasts and keep talking about this. But thank you so much for sharing your experience. I so appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for um, having me. And thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you so much for spending your time and energy listening to these interviews and to this podcast. If you want to check me out anywhere else, I have a Twitter, Instagram, um, SoundCloud, I'm on iTunes, what else? Facebook, and Tumblr. I just updated my Tumblr, so I will put all those links into the show notes so you can follow me and I can follow you and we can do all that good stuff on social media. Suggestions for this show or you'd like to share something, your story, be interviewed, anything like that, please reach out and let me know. I would love to hear. Keep in mind that this is definitely still a travel blog. All these people that I'm meeting and interviewing are from traveling that I'm meeting on the road and I also teach people how to travel for free with no money and work as you go so if you have any questions concerning travel free travel what to do how to do it check out my blog or just send me questions directly I would love to help out with that 
So anyways, I hope you are all doing well and you're feeling whole and just finding those blissful moments in life because I've definitely found many of them here. And I will catch you next time. Happy travels. Keep on going, follow away.